the best of the week on Relevant Radio. Joining me today on Trending, I heard the story and that we had to have him on was is Hugh Brown. He's the executive vice president of American Life League on the front line of the pro-life movement, but he also is the St. Michael's High School football coach in Virginia. Why I'm having him on today is because I saw the confrontation between Travis Kelsey and coach Andy Reid over the weekend. And if you didn't catch a confrontation, it looked heated. It looked as if Kelsey shoved Reed, Coach Reed, during the game. And as sports commentators during the game said, he claimed that he was saying, hey, put me in. Uh, We'll unpack that a little bit more, but just to give a little more background to it, how this partially came across my purview was the Taylor Swift fans everywhere. And I know some football fans are so sick of hearing about her correlation with with the Super Bowl. It, it's funny, actually, like when you really think about it, but Taylor Swift fans are universally calling for a breakup between Swift and Kelsey after the egregious behavior of Travis Kelsey. I think there's a much to be explained in what happened on the field, but I think there's a lot to be taken away from it with regard to competition. So joining me today, again, here on Trending, is Hugh Brown. He He's the executive vice president at American Life League, but also the St. Michael's High School football coach in Virginia. And I always love your take on topics such as this. Just putting a little bit more, I think, context into it, Hugh. Um, Here we are. We hear the news initially that Kelsey's yelling at Coach Reed to put him in. He uh, comes up and, like, bumps Coach Reed over and looks like he shoves him. But we'll hear in an interview in just a moment that Coach Reed said, hey, he just caught me off balance. That was all. But here's the initial, some of the initial commentary on the incident, the confrontation between Kelsey and Coach Reed. Listen up. After the fumble, he comes over to Andy and goes, keep me in. What happened is on the fumble, he was not in the game. Noah Gray went in and he had to block. So they show this initial clip, and here he is. It looks like he's shoving the coach, and, I mean, he really gets in his face to yell at him, and maybe it's just really loud. I don't know. But then both were interviewed after the fact, and Kelsey chalked much of the situation up to, hey, I got really passionate, a little overheated, and, you know, I I love my coach. He actually, and just looking at a little bit of what he said here, he said, I just wanted to let him know how much, how passionate I am about this team. And he says, also, coach tells us to speak our minds. And again, kind of indicates that he got a little caught up in the moment. Now, coach Reed said he caught me off my balance. I just wasn't watching. And he was saying, just put me in. I'll score. I'll score. So that's really all it was. And he said, I love that. Well, multiple interviews have been conducted since then. And here's one where uh, coach Reed makes another comment on the altercation that if you look at the video and the photos, look pretty intense. Listen to this. He, he caught me when I wasn't looking. <laughs> I saw that. It's a fumble. That was another turnover. Yeah, he didn't know you that. I, your play sheet. He didn't know I was going to go that far. You right. Know? So he came. Then he came over and gave me a hug. So, so sorry about that. But he, you know what? He just wants to be on the field and he wants to play. And so uh, there's nobody I get better than I get him. He, he's a competitive kid and um, he, you know, he loves to play and he makes me feel young. You know, but. My balance is terrible, booger. <laughs> I thought this was a really lighthearted way of handling it, and I think he really diffused any tension. It really does sound like there's nothing ill will meant by it. Coach Reed 
I think has some pretty tough skin just given the way he handled it because it can also be somewhat embarrassing. There's a lot I want to dive into this from male aggression, too much, too little. Is this toxic masculinity as Taylor Swift fans are probably calling it? Uh, joining me now is Hugh Brown, again, Executive Vice President of American Life League, but also a football coach there in Virginia with St. Michael's High School. Hugh, welcome to Trending. Love your thoughts on this. Oh, of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. So the, everyone keeps talking about Travis Kelsey. But I think what you have to look at is Coach Reed's reaction, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey is is a trained warrior. The guy is paid to perform. He performs at the highest level. This is a very game. It's a game of intensity. It's a game of effort. It's a game of emotion. It's a game of will. In his face as he was to Coach Reed, Coach Reed didn't respond, right? Coach Reed is a professional. He just he did stumble. It reminded me of me <laughs> as we get older. You know, I've been run over now twice um, in the last couple of years on the sideline or at practice and because uh, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Would have never happened to me in my youth. But as we get older, Coach Reed is exactly right. You know, you're balanced. He's not paying attention. Um, so to me, like the emphasis should be on Coach Reed. Coach Reed's a professional. He's now won three Super Bowls, I think, in five years with this group. Um, and that uh, Travis Kelsey has been a part of all of that. It's a very, very emotional game. And then to play in the largest stage in the biggest game of your career because every Super Bowl that, that keeps coming is always the biggest one. Then Travis Kelsey just got emotional. It happens because in, in that play prior, something negative had happened because he he was taken out and the guy they put in had made a mistake and he wants to be in the game. And as a coach, that's what you want. Could he have gone about a little bit differently? Sure, right? But the culture of that team obviously is incredibly well put together because all they do is win. Right, all they do is win, and they've also got some really outstanding human beings on that team. From uh, their, their kicker Harris Buckner, who's a you know outstanding Catholic, to Patrick Mahomes, who thanks God after the game. I mean, Coach Reed has done an incredible job. And while I think the the actions of Travis Kelsey, you know, maybe were a little a little bit much, um, it's just also a heat of the moment. And Coach Reed responded perfectly. He just kind of looked at him, you know, I think mumbled something, and they just moved forward. <laughs> You know, he's focused on the game and the next play. He's not heated. And look at the humility. I mean, that's embarrassing. He knows the cameras are on him. He knows people saw that. I mean, millions of people saw that uh, present and not present. I think it's a powerful take to see his response. And even it was interesting, the very first on the field when Kelsey was confronted about it, and he had this like almost embarrassed, like, oh, you saw that. We're just going to keep that between <laughs> he and I. Because clearly right. he was embarrassed, but he didn't really mean anything by it based on their responses. And he actually made a comment later on, Kelsey saying, look, I owe my entire career to this guy and and just being able to control his emotions and he just is almost the the response at one point is a little convoluted but it seems to be that he's saying that he's even been shown the example of how to control his emotions by coach reed which is exactly what you're pointing to so you know one of the things that we talk about is men and this this relates to life you know when you have a problem it's not the problem it's how you respond to the problem Right. And I've always said since I was a young man in a crisis situation, he who keeps his head about him is going to come out on top. And in that moment, that's exactly what Coach Reed did. And I think that example shows you why they are successful, why they are such a good team. It's not just an individual. Sure, Patrick Mahomes is special, but that's that that team is unbelievable. That defense did a great job and there were plays being made all over the place. And I've coached now in high school for six or seven years. and, And you asking me to talk about this. I was thinking about our sideline, and I have two memories. 
Um, and both memories are very similar to this. And I'm thinking about all the games I've coached, and I have games that I'm sure we won, and it was dramatic, and I don't really hold anything. It's not in my heart, which tells you that sometimes these moments can be moments for teaching. The first one we played during the coronavirus, we opened high school football in Virginia. Uh, we were the only game in September of 2020 with six other programs, private school, that decided to play because we all agreed if we didn't play, we're probably going to lose our programs because that's how that's how tenuous this whole thing was. In that game, it was the largest crowd we'd ever seen, and it was heated. And one of the most talented young men I've ever coached, um, he, he got tackled in the backfield. He got tackled in the backfield again. But we were also playing a team that in a normal circumstance we would have never scheduled. And we competed with them right to the very end and lost that game, but ended up beating them a few weeks later. In that moment, well, I called a timeout because I could see things getting out of hand. He's running his mouth, saying very negative things outside of the huddle. That's the timeout that we had called out on in the middle of the field about our offensive line. And I just kind of like blow out of the huddle, grab him by the chest. He's a lot bigger than me and drive him like three yards and got right in his face and said, number one, these guys are killing themselves for you. And number two, you don't ever talk about your teammates like that, ever. They're out here dying and laying, laying down everything for you against an opponent that if we don't have the coronavirus, we're never scheduling these guys, right? But they're out here doing the very best they can, right? And they expect the very, I said, are you perfect? And he said, no, sir. And I saw all of that emotion leave. He calmed down and he played and finished a, a fantastic game. A year before that, we uh, won a state championship. And in the playoff game, we were playing the only team that had beat us that year. And it was 7-7. Seven to seven. It was the end of the first quarter. And a, another running back that I had was a phenomenal young man. He was standing outside of the huddle in between the quarters. It was 7-7. Seven to seven. We thought we would perform a lot better up to that point. We were not doing what we had said we were going to do. And he was standing outside of the huddle. And I said, what's your problem? And he said, coach, you're, and I won't say the exact words, but he said, this was a kid who ended up being a, an all-decade running back from Little St. Michael's in our area with 26 high schools. And I'm staring at him. He's a sincere kid. He's a good kid. He was a very talented young man. And I looked at our offensive coordinator, and I said, coach, just give him the ball. And he went on to, I think, had 23 carries and three quarters and almost 300 yards and scored five touchdowns, Right. And it was just a moment because what he was telling me in that moment, he wasn't selfish. It wasn't anything else. We had prepared and weren't doing what we were supposed to do. Travis Kelsey, they had prepared, and now somebody's backing him up, and it's the largest stage, the largest game of the year. The guy behind him that was in you know, made a mistake, and he's just telling his coach, look, that needs to be me. Trust me. And so that's the passion, right? So we, we coach these kids. We train them to be warriors. We ask them to be assassins and full tilt everything out on the field. And we to bottle their emotion, but also be respectful, be gentlemanly, right? Be, be good sports. There are times when things boil over, and those are the points where we learn who we are. That's what I tell them. We learn who we are in that adversity. We've got to be able to maintain our professionalism. We've got to be able to maintain our respect and dignity for one another and our opponents. Because once that moment comes, and it's going to come in a matter of seconds, we're on to the next, right? We're on to the next. And that's how we mentor mm -hmm. young men here. And that's life, right? You see all these horrible mm -hmm. things on the internet about road rage or confrontations in grocery stores and on people's neighborhoods. Well, they have to be calm and they have to learn. You know, it's just a moment and you have to be dignified. You have to channel all of that and move forward, you know, for your team because it's all about the team. And I, I guarantee you that's exactly what Travis Kelsey was thinking. And I appreciate your take because your point, he meant what he said and he made a mistake in how he delivered it. And Coach Reed's response is just impeccable when you look at it. I think he shows the response that Kelsey 
could have and should have had and how he handled it. And what a great example that that's, you know, who is coaching this team. And at the end of the day, it's interesting because this all came in my purview because someone sent me the article. Taylor Swift fans are all upset. And again, I think a lot of people are like rolling their eyes in their head and other people are super excited because it has to do with Taylor Swift. Uh, But it does bring to mind this question because I initially saw the confrontation, started to look at commentary, heard the interviews, and I totally see that this culture, a lot of women would be looking at that guy, looking at Kelsey and saying, this is toxic masculinity. She needs to dump him. But in actuality, it's showing aggression, both in a good and a bad way. Aggression in the eagerness and aggression in the way he handled being asked to be put in. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on healthy versus unhealthy aggression and how aggression is actually a good thing. And so is competition even. Oh, absolutely. So aggression, competition, ferocity, relentlessness, Those are all things that God has given to us as men. And it's our ability to contain and maintain those things, you know, in 98% of our existence where they're just there and we control them, right? And when they're needed and we tap into them, whether it's sports, whether it's people that defend this country, whether it's the job that you do, whether it's, it's, it's defending your family, I think that's what makes men men. Right. We have a, a, a slogan uh, for our program, scary people. Right. And that goes all the way back to, to, to a mom a year ago wondering if my high school students were college students and said they look kind of scary. And I'm like, well, that, that's a compliment. Thank you. Right. I mean, a bunch of big, gigantic, muscular kids walking around. And she started a whole thing. It's on jerseys now. It's everything. Hashtag scary people. They're like, where did that come from? That's arrogant. I'm like, no, it's not. It was a mom. It was a mom at a seven-on-seven tournament, which is passing, not even contact. But people don't want to play us on that either because we're very physical. But that's what, again, that's what makes us men. And the whole toxic masculinity thing I've never bought into, I would say one of the bigger problems with the world would be anybody that listens to Taylor Swift, right? I mean, she. I did a little bit of homework before talking. I mean, all of her songs, and I've heard them because I have daughters. But it's, you know, I mean, every relationship she has, it, it's, it's you know, she's sleeping with this person. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's dumping this one. She got dumped. I mean, that's not a great example for young women, right? And it's just, yeah. and I get it. Every she's culture doing goes. toxic masculinity. In other words, like she she's promoting it by showing these are the men she continues to be with. That, that makes no sense to me because you're you're dating one of the best football players on the planet, right? At his position, Travis Kelsey is one of the top tight ends in the history of the National Football League, which is over 100 years old. And that, that toxic masculinity, if, if there is such a thing, that's what makes him who he is. He has to be able to control that. And you see these guys, they're professionals. At the end of every play, I mean, there, there's, some, there's some talking, right, especially guys on the line. Uh, DBs versus wide receivers, but a lot of times plays over, they're smiling at each other, patting each other on the head. You know, it's not always that way. I mean, it is a very, very heated sport because, because of the contact, because of the collisions, because of the physicality. It's the one sport we talk about, and I didn't make up this quote, but I've said it for 35 years now. You know, our ability to impose our will on another man, and there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing greater in the world in terms of competition. Um, because it's just it, it that's a result and it's an edification of all the hard work. Now, 
Is that toxic? No, because how do we temper that with Christ, right? We're not running our mouths. We're not using foul language. We're not doing anything dirty. We're just competing. When the whistle blows, we're on. We say here, whether you've just scored a touchdown or lost the game, it's on to the next play. That's life, right? There's tomorrow. There's the next moment after you and I are done talking. You've got other things to do. We're on to the next. And so for me, you know, that's what makes him special, right? What makes him special is his, le- number one, God gave him a height and athleticism. That That's helpful. But he has taken advantage of that um, and t- turned himself into one of the best football players on the planet. And so, you know, I think he's to be, a, I think he's to be applauded. You can join me and listen on the Relevant Radio app to Trending with Timory live each weekday at 6 p.m. Central. Thanks for listening.